we're doing something kind of cool this morning, and this is uh, something we, we used to do just once a year, and we're going to actually mix it up and do it uh, twice this year, uh, maybe more. Uh, on our last service of the year, what we do is we actually, I wander around with a microphone, and uh, people who volunteer are free to give a, a testimony, a, a minute or two, something that God has done uh, in their lives. Uh, we want to celebrate God's faithfulness. And so I'm going to be doing that in, in a bit. Uh, we'll celebrate communion as well at the end of our service. There'll be a special opportunity for prayer. We'll be praying, at, have our prayer team at the back. And uh, if you have a need and you came with a need today and you want God's touch in your life, great thing to go and, and ask for prayer. And uh, so that's happening. In the meantime, I wanted to update you on a couple things. And, and uh, one is this. Uh, last week we announced that, that uh, Assumpta, whose mother passed away suddenly last a week ago Saturday night, um, tragically, because she's lost most of her family uh, due to the genocide in Rwanda. And so losing her mom, big deal. Uh, she's been able to go back. She flew back on Friday. And Hillside is helping her out. And we're actually opening up the opportunity to give towards her flight costs. As well, we're, we're opening up the opportunity to give towards Lincoln uh, and Joel. Lincoln, our music pastor, Lincoln's uh, father, uh, he found out after the service last Sunday afternoon that his dad was in his last hours. He managed to, to catch a flight and get back to Ontario where his family is. And uh, amazingly, he told me over the phone this week of how he was able to be there with his dad in the last moments. And uh, he said that as they, the pastor, the, uh, his, his um, dad's pastor was there, and as he read scripture and then prayed, and when he said amen, his dad breathed his last. And uh, just said, you know, it felt like you couldn't script this kind of thing, and uh, for them to be all there as a family. And then uh, his mother <laughs> has insisted that the whole family come. So Lincoln, uh, Joel then has scrambled to, to make a way to get back to Ontario with her kids and so we want to support them too, just help them out. Uh, it seems like uh, uh, both are in great need right now. And so if you want to contribute towards that, uh, you can just actually uh, mark an envelope, uh, emergency needs. That's what you need to remember is that word, emergency needs. Uh, put that on an envelope uh, if you want to give an extra offering to that. Or you can go online on our website and do a gift through our website and just designate it emergency needs. Don't mention anybody's name, um, but uh, if, you, if you want to do that, contribute something towards those needs. Please feel free. It's a great, great way to support each other when we're in, in challenging times. Um, we're, before we uh, wander around and have an open mic, I, we, we have a ministry at the church here that has been operating, I'd forgotten, it seemed like forever, 18 years, we've had every week fresh, organic vegetables and fruits that have been provided by a local organization, a, a, an organic warehouse, if you want to call it that, a supply center in Burnaby called Pro Organics, have given us their leftover Saturday vegetables. Whatever they don't sell at their Saturday market that they have, they give to us. And uh, so we, we have uh, some amazing people who over the years have participated in that ministry. And uh, this morning we want to celebrate a couple of them. And, and I'm wondering, is Boyd and Marianne in the house? Where are you? Marianne, where's Boyd? Okay, come on up here, Marianne. Marianne has uh, been involved uh, in this ministry. They've, Boyd's really led this ministry for the last eight years, and uh, phenomenal, phenomenal work. Uh, I've had a bit of a team, and uh, it's, it's been awesome to have. We've, we, if, if you were to go out our front doors for the last 17 years, 
uh, they, all, our vegetables were always around the front door as people came in, and it was just free for the taking. And then uh, in the last year or so, we've had it in our courtyard over on the side here. But uh, Marianne, I wanted to ask you some questions. Um, what's the most interesting fruit or vegetable that you learned of since being involved in our veggie ministry? Because they have some odd stuff that comes our way. What, what do you think? What's, what's, the thi- what's the vegetable that you've, you've come to know and maybe even appreciate because of the organic ministry? Well, I don't have really exotic uh, fruits or vegetables, but since we've been uh, doing, the, Boyd's been doing the pickup, I have been eating a lot of the, um, you know, the little squash, those patty pans, or the, you know, they're called sunbursts, those little yellow ones, they're delicious, and lots of kale and chard and daikon. Daikon, I never even heard of daikon before. I've never heard of daikon before. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, it's like a radish. It's it isn't. <laughs> Endurance. But, uh, you know, no, you can shred it in your salad and it's fresh. It's not as hot as a, a radish, but it's still very good. There's lots. Okay, anybody uh, discover a vegetable through our veggie ministry? Anybody? Like, like just shout it out. What, shout out something you discovered. Kohlrabi. Kohlrabi. Yeah. yeah, disgusting. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Green yeah, me too. It's like alien cauliflower. It is, I'm sure, from another planet. The green cauliflower. You seen that? Weird. Yeah, red tomato. Yeah, yeah. So it's not tomato. It's tomatio. Okay, honestly. I don't believe you, May, but we're going <laughs> to hold you to it. I... I thought for, for I thought for a moment there that May had been really sheltered and never had a tomato before. That's what I thought she'd said. I discovered tomatoes. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? Endive. Yeah, endive. Yeah, we have no idea what that is. And what's the one you mentioned in the first service, Angel? Galungal which is like a cousin to ginger. Anybody knew of galungal before this moment? Is it? Is it Thai ginger? Yeah. It's Thai ginger? Is that? Yeah. Wow, you guys are really educated in the land of veggies. Um, you guys have given your life to this. And uh, actually, I, you know, Boyd's been involved serving in this at least a couple times a month. Lately, every week, going and picking up vegetables. Um, why do you care about this so much? I mean, Boyd said, serving in, in this way, it's almost become a lifestyle thing. What, what is it that, uh, what itch does this scratch for you guys? I think, like, Boyd mainly does it, uh, and he just loves to help people. He has a lot of places. He goes and picks it up, but on the way home, he'll stop at all kinds of people to, like, people that are shut in or have health issues and need help. He always does that every Saturday, so... That's his ministry. Well, that's awesome. Do you hear that? Isn't that cool? Uh, some of you, that's so great. Some of you thought it was just kind of almost maybe just serving us here at Hillside, but it's actually something where on the way home, he's stopping off at, a, at group homes, addiction centers, and it's been really helping and blessing the neighborhood. Uh, it's, been, it's been really, really cool. Um, there's been uh, some neat opportunities to serve within our community. By the way, one of the reasons I love this ministry is I think it's so cool that as a church, you can come to church and anybody can go and get bread. 
and anybody can go and get vegetables. And we, we really want to, as a church, provide spiritual nourishment for people, right? That's our, our primary mission, right? We want people to, to meet Jesus. But we know that in our body, even, there are times where you, you, you go, I could use some help. And it's there every week, week in, week out. We've got bread and veggies that are there for everybody, rich or poor. <laughs> and I think it's so great. And so it not only meets a need here, but it's for the, the community outside. And so... I want to celebrate what these guys have been doing. Um, there's some volunteer opportunities, and, and it sounds like to me, just sum up, they need, need some drivers that on a Saturday afternoon would be willing to drive to Burnaby and uh, pick up um, uh, vegetables from the Burnaby, from the depot there at 3 o'clock. It's about a 15-minute drive from here, and then to bring it back and to unload it. And Adam, somebody who's really benefited from this ministry, Adam actually is here ready to unload and then on Sunday after our second service, we could use some people who would just help clear away the boxes and, and that kind of thing. Um, uh, folks, we, we don't want to, right, right at this point, because we had one kind of key volunteer drop out, uh, I have a kind of feeling that Boyd's, Boyd and Marianne are kind of burning out with this, and I don't, we don't want to see that. So if, if we want to have this ministry, it's just going to require some people to step up and volunteer. So if you're interested, after the service, Marianne has agreed to be at the back, uh, welcome table back there. Go talk to her uh, and uh, ask more, ask your questions, and see if that's something. Uh, pray about it. Uh, it's uh, it's going to require an investment. And uh, so if you're interested in serving once a month or once every few weeks, uh, they'd, they'd love to have you involved. But regardless, we are so thrilled with what uh, Boyd and Marianne have done. And so we want to send you out for dinner and a movie. And uh, we bless you. We thank you for uh, the way you've served. Can we give, her a, give these guys a warm, warm... Applause. Thank you, Thank you, You're awesome. Mary Ann's amazing. Boyd is too. He's okay. Okay, uh, when we typically uh, do our walk around and, and, and invite people's stories of God's faithfulness, uh, by the way, no one's going to be forced to talk. I mean, I'll, we'll just, you know, we'll wrap it up if no one's prepared to share. No worries. Um, so I'm not going to shove a microphone in anybody's face for those of you who have that great deep fear. Um, I love this uh, psalm, Psalm 136. It has uh, this instruction for us to give thanks to the Lord. And after every phrase, it follows up with this line, for his love endures forever. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Everything that's said. For example, and I'm, can, can you help me out here? I'm going to actually ask you to participate. I want you to do the, the His love endures forever part. Can we just say that all together? You guys are good. So I'm going to say a line. I'll, I'll pause and you just shout it out. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders, who by his understanding made the heavens. You got it? You got the drift? You, you think you can manage? All right. That goes on like that, and we'll, we'll conclude with that a little bit later. But what we're going to do is when I'm walking around, and uh, for those of you who want to share, you, you'll kind of put up your hand. I'll come to you, and if you can just keep it brief, I mean, want to hear it, but we also want to give other people a chance to share as well. Um, and so if... 
once, once that person is shared, instead of what we've often done is just applauded, I would say instead that we together say, his love endures forever after every person gives their word of praise. We're called to praise the Lord, to pour out praise as we sang earlier, and so I want to give you an opportunity to do that. So, who's going to be first? I'm going to invite you to stand where you are if you're able. The main things that this is really important for me, God made a way to be here. That will be great change, great things I have ever had. Amen. Amen. His love endures forever. I'm like over here, people. Like right here. Slow pitch. I'm willing to walk, get my steps in. The Lord, the Lord say, saved me from very serious neurosurgery when I was eight and nine in the hospital and then 10 years later from a near fatal car accident. And I really appreciate and so grateful to the Lord of what he's done for me. His love endures forever. Sabrina. Sure. Um, I've just got a quick little story. Um, when we first moved to Coquitlam, um, we were living in Vancouver in an apartment that was way too expensive to rent. And uh, I was pregnant with my son. And um, so there was a lot of things that were up in the air as we were moving. We were, and we just didn't know what was gonna happen. But within a week of us trying to get ready and move, my husband got a job, which he needed. And <laughs> so he was ready to go and it was out of town, which was the first time that happened. Um, I got a new midwife, which is hard to do when you're seven and a half months pregnant. <laughs> and, uh, so, and then we had a place that was exactly where we wanted centrally located. So it's just, it was just a sign that God you know, had ordained that move. So three things just happened all at once. I just wanted to share that quickly. His love endures forever. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to share, uh, uh, we, uh, we, we did Alpha this uh, winter, I guess, from January to May, April. And um, Anina, who was uh, associate, was supposed to lead that uh, Alpha, and she left, and Devin asked me whether I would do it. And I prayed, and I felt the Lord asked me to do it. So um, <clears throat> it was a lot of work, because there were lots of teams that I had to set up and I didn't realize how much work it involved. But what I want to give thanks to God is it was amazing. An army of people God raised up from among our church. Uh, you know, there was a team of eight who was cooking. There was people who were setting up, people who were cleaning up, people who were decorating, people who did flowers every Wednesday. Um, People put things back, and then um, 
the teams who were leading. There was a prayer team. It is amazing, I found, when God says something, how he provides. Uh, the one scripture he, I kept on saying over and over again, and that's a scripture the Lord gave me, was um, it's, it's from Second um, uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 8. All the time, in everything, I am always sending you everything you need so you can always do all I ever ask you to. And I just, some days I would say that eight, nine times, saying, God, you have to do it. And it was amazing uh, what God did during those 10 weeks. And I praise him for that. His love endures forever. Yeah, thank you, by the way, to all those who, that army were uh, people who served sacrificially. And uh, we saw some, it, it was a great experience, that Alpha class, but I mean, I, I, it was one of the best benefits of it all was seeing the teams come together and serve in those ways. So, awesome job. His love endures forever. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go in order. Andrew. Hi, my name's Andrew. I've uh, just recently been introduced by this church by a friend of mine. And um, I've been to different churches, and I love to say I love coming here, um, especially as we have a great pastor, do, and I think we should give our hands to him. He puts a lot of effort into each service. And um, I was greatly impacted by the service we did at uh, Easter a little while ago. And Pastor Doan has a great ability to deliver messages from God to his people. I think we should really be grateful for that and really cherish what he does for us. Thank you. Thank you. His love endures forever. My new favorite member right here. Right here. Just love it. Thanks, Andrew. Bill. So I just want to give uh, thanks to God for um, what's happening with our son, Kevin. Um, Kevin was diagnosed with a very aggressive brain cancer, brain tumor, uh, four years ago. Actually, this month was when we were dealing with it. So um, we've uh, gone through up the, the roller coaster, down the roller coaster in terms of emotions around this. And I wanted just to uh, say a couple of things. One is that um, in terms, I know there's going to be prayer today. Uh, there's an opportunity for you to come up to pray. I remember uh, when I was going to Christian Life Assembly, and they have prayer every week to go up. And I remember just coming up and just uh, just coming before whoever was going to pray for me, just to um, obviously uh, work in Kevin's life, um, heal if you if you can, God, whatever you want to do. So I just want to throw that out because I want to tell you that we have been, as a family have so benefited from the prayers of. Of, of people that we that we know and people that we don't know all across Canada. Uh, it's just been amazing. But I just, uh, last year, uh, he had a bit of a, a bump. He, he, he um, was diagnosed, the tumor it was a, it went into what they call clinical remission. And then last spring, about this time, he, uh, they discovered another small tumor that started to grow. And so he had to go back onto chemo. And they didn't quite get the, the mix right. And so he had another grand mal seizure, and um, that put him into the hospital. And then we went through this process of just wondering what God, 
are you doing? What, what are you, what, what's happening here? And I guess as my words come out, that's exactly how we was feeling. We just didn't know what was next. Um, so he got through that, and um, I just want to fast forward, and this is what I want to get to. So we don't know what tomorrow brings. We've been faced with mortality in a way that we never thought. Um, this particular cancer is a can of cancer that comes back. So we can never really say for sure that it's going to be completely free of it. But what we can say today is that Kevin uh, drove me to the church this morning. He started working part-time. He is running, preparing to run for a marathon. Uh, so right now, we are really very, very thankful for God's unfailing love. Uh, and, but I thank you, and I thank you that, and I just want to encourage you too, if you're going through health, things like that, go up and pray. Go get a prayer, because um, this is where I really found such comfort in, in the process of what we're going through. Thank you. His love endures forever. Got time for probably just a couple more, so... Thanks, Julie. Yeah, that's right. Um, Stand up. Really? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm Julie, and um, some of you might know, but like I've been pursuing acting like since I was really young. So I was like 13 when I started auditioning. And it's like really hard for me because like every audition you go to, it's pretty much like a guarantee that you get rejected because it's so competitive in this industry. And like so many people have told me like, you should stop, like you can't do it, you know? And then um, this year um, I was like, I went to another audition and then I went to the callback and I was like just walking home from the callback and I was just talking out loud by Lafarge like to God and I was like, telling him and confiding in him how discouraged I felt because even though uh, I was told that I was pinned for the role, so that means like you're like the top, the number one person that they want, but then like after I got out of the callback room, like I saw like 25 other people who look exactly like me and like I was like, oh my God, why are they bringing in more people to compete with me? Like I thought they wanted me, you know? And then, so I felt really discouraged. I was like, oh, I'm definitely not gonna get this God and like telling him about how I felt. And then I went home and then I took my cat out on a walk and then I was just sitting on the steps near my building and like I looked at my phone and I got an email from my agent. I was like, oh, you got it. And so I felt really happy because like after like so many years, like I'm twi almost 22 and it's been like so many years of auditioning and never getting anything. And so I felt really grateful, and even though it's a small thing, it's like a small Macy's commercial, it felt like a big thing to me. So I feel like I finally got over this one hump where, like, it might seem like I have a lot of self-confidence, but I don't. And, like, I've gotten over this one hump where I've gotten, like, something at least, and it tells me that I can actually do it. And then I also wrote and directed a short film which premiered like two days ago and people have given me a lot of positive feedback on it and wow. it just makes me really happy. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? I think it, she deserves some applause for being so willing to share that. Thank you, Joy. His love endures forever. Okay. Rose did not want to be left out. So Rose is first, then Scott, you'll be our last, so it better be good. 
prepare something really in your head? No pressure. Better be the best thing we've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. In other country, this is my experience really in the Jesus Christ life. In other country, in other religion, I see when people change the religion, they understand they change the gods, this god to the other gods, this way to the other ways, this pray, this disciples to the other disciples, but it doesn't really. When I was in Belarus, immigration police asked me, what is the Christian? What did you understand the Christ? I said, I understand. Christian changed my life. And if I believe Jesus Christ changed my life, he's saved my life. He healing me. He give me everything is new, new name, new life. Everything is new in the Jesus. This uh, really, this is experience, really experience. In the Iranian people, Christian people, I see they change just their religion. But in the Canadian people in this church, I see just there is love, love and love. And we are new nation in the Jesus, my family. When we are going to the other um, not Christian people, Iranian people, we bring with ours, with ours the Jesus blessed, Jesus salt, Jesus holy, Jesus anything. And they are very, very happy. And we are thanks and we are hope Jesus Christ bless this church. Thank you. Amen. I love that. That's going to be tough to follow, Scott. I, oh, his love endures forever. I like that. Uh, when we're Christians, we're a new nation. That's, a, that's, a, that's true. That's so true. Uh, Scott, no pressure. Um, um, I was thinking about this all week, but I thought um, the middle school probably would be out of the church, but I don't want to embarrass my son. But um, as far as... Um, um, Many of you know we've been in Canada now for a couple of years, but um, in 2007, my son was dedicated by Derwin here at the church. Um, the following year, um, our son had uh, leukemia, so that was our last time that we traveled um, back to Canada because most of the time we were um, in hospital or not able to travel. But um, really just um, when Derwin mentioned we were going to speak about the church, um, this uh, um, giving thanks. Um, so May 2008 is when that occurred, so we're, as a family, celebrating a 10-year milestone. Um, so, just all praise to God. His love endures forever. Really does. Really does. Isn't God good? I, and, and you know what I, I love? Is that God's goodness is not just, like, general, like, like, like an idea, abstract idea. God's goodness is particular and specific to, to individual people. His goodness is going to look different in your life and in mine. And uh, I just love the, the wonderful, uh, how, how the Holy Spirit is wonderfully creative in His goodness towards us, in the way He loves each of us. We want to celebrate that. We're, we're going to transition now. Uh, I, I don't think there's a, a greater celebration than the Lord's Supper or communion, which, which reminds us of, of just how enduring God's love is. Enduring to the place where he would give his own life, where he'd lay down his own life for our sake so that our, our, the, the, the price of our sin would be paid for. What was the line in the song this morning? It says, our sin was great, 
Your love was greater. Uh, that's the money line right there. Because I, I think sometimes we think our sin is really, really big. And we find out that God's grace and love for us is bigger than we could ever imagine. Far bigger than our sin. Like, right? Some of, you, some of us, I think, feel like we walk around with kind of on the hook for something we've done or something we thought. And uh, we go, man, we're just almost ashamed to, to, to come into God's presence. And God says every time, it's like a feast put before us, a, a feast of my love, of my compassion towards you. And so uh, communion is a place of healing and prayer as well. And, and so before we do that, I'm going to invite Angel up. She's had this scripture that has been, uh, on, uh, it's been on, the, on the tip of her tongue all week this week. And uh, I asked her just to share a little bit about it because uh, we want to be thinking about what God might want to do in our lives. Um, I, I uh, take a day every week and I pray. And uh, this week I was uh, reading uh, John chapter 4. And this is the story of the woman at the well. Uh, and Jesus meets her. And uh, in John 4, chapter 10, it says, um, Jesus says to this woman who was an outcast, who was in the margins, she didn't feel like she was the in crowd. She was the outside crowd. Um, her morals, uh, she had five husbands, and the person whom she was living with was not her husband. To this woman, Jesus says, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you the living water. When I read that, it just jumped out, out at me and I sense this is the heart of God. If you only knew the gift God has for you, if you only knew the gift God has for you, if you only knew today the gift God has for you, you would live a different life. You wouldn't be so anxious. You wouldn't be so stressed. Because sometimes um, I have two boys, uh, 18 and 20. I would give my life for them. I would, I would give the best I have for them. But I am selfish. I'm self-centered sometimes too absorbed with my own life. I am sinful. Jesus said evil. And if I know how to give good gifts, how much more does your Father in heaven knows how to give you good gifts? And I sense that's God's heart for each one of you, saying, if you only knew the gift God has for you, 
your life would be changed. And then the second part of it is, if you know who is speaking to you, do you know who's saying those words to you this morning into your heart? It's the one, he's the one who gave his life for you on the cross. He wants you to know he is for you and not against you. You know, some of us, maybe it's because of our earthly parents have this understanding. You know, God is waiting for me to make a mistake or slip up and he's just waiting to nab me or, or say, see, there you failed again. But that's not the God who's speaking these words. The one who's speaking is for you. He's not against you. He would give everything for you, for your purposes to, to give you life. He's the one who redeems you, redeems you from the pit. And some of us know the pit we walk in. And he, he's the one who redeems you from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. He is your champion. If you feel like I am on the margins, I am not in the in crowd, he says to you, I am the champion of your life. He is the victorious warrior. He's the lion of Judah, the lion and the lamb, the one who sits on the throne. He is your healer, not just physical, but stuff that goes on, your wounds deep within, the voices that you hear from your childhood, you are not good, you are not enough. The one who wants to rewrite those words in your life to say, I am sufficient for you. I am all that you need. He is your healer and sustainer, and he is the one who says to you this morning, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living waters. I would give you things that you cannot even imagine. You might be thinking, oh, I need prayer for this little thing that I have. Or, but his plans for you is bigger, bigger than you know. And I just, I just sense that's the heart of God for you this morning. And that's what he wants to say to you this morning. Amen. Thanks, Angel. So do you know? He said, if you only knew. So do you know? Do you know this Jesus who, who, who gave his very life for you? And uh, we come uh, level at the cross. We come to this table uh, and we eat and drink just with such grateful hearts. I mean, whatever testimony we might have, our, our greatest possible testimony is that Jesus loves us and did everything for us, and assures us of a glorious future with him, and a, and a life where he will never leave us or forsake us.
This morning, um, what we do on, on this particular morning is we'll have an opportunity for prayer, and I want to invite the prayer team, uh, our elders or prayer team, if you're present, go right to the back wall and basically line up along the back. If you could do that right now, that'd be great. And uh, so if, you, if you'd like prayer this morning, they're happy to pray with you, our prayer team and our elders. Uh, and uh, so, so you come to the front to get communion, the bread and the cup, but you go to the back if you'd like prayer. And if you only knew this Jesus, you'd ask and you'd ask big, right? Do you remember what we said a week ago or a couple weeks ago? The, the size of your God <laughs> determines the size of your prayer requests, right? If you have a big God, you'll, you'll, you'll be prepared to ask big. So ask big. Like, ask the Lord, Lord, what's that thing that you really would like God? And, and it might not be a material thing. It might be, God, I, I, I'm, I'm stuck. I want, I want your help here. Whatever it might be. It might be for a friend. Go and ask for prayer. They'd love to pray with you. They'll keep it confidential.